In this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark and Sam Robertson, we are talking about seeing in the spirit, which leads to how do you have healthy marriage and healthy relationships. Yes, it's quite a leap, but you'll not want to miss this very straight-talking episode of What the Prophets Say. Hello and a very warm welcome to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark and sidekick... Sam Robertson. How are you, Sam? Yeah, I'm good. At the moment there, I've almost forgotten my name <laughs> just when we're on the podcast. I was thinking about the next things to say. Yes, I am well, I am good, good. and I am remembering my name. Good. We are just been giggling together because my daughter, she'll not like that I'm telling you this, came home in an absolute flap last night driving the car. Mummy, mummy, daddy, daddy. Um, the, the lights are not working. The bulbs must have, the headlights in the car must have broken. And we're like, what? And uh, she said, I had to drive either in it, with no headlights on country roads or I had to put the full beams on and I was getting flashed by every other driver on oh, the road. No. We're like, oh no. <laughs> David went out to the car this morning. <laughs> And she just doesn't actually understand how to switch the lights on. <laughs> and she's been driving since she was 18 and she's 21 next week. Three years. Yeah. And she's never clocked. She's only ever had the same car. How to put the headlights on. Oh, no. Is that not quite So is she always just driving with full beam or nothing? I don't know. She and I, I mean, I actually use that. She uses my car. Yeah. So I usually leave the lights in automatic. So I don't know how they went to zero. Yeah. Surely they just come on and off. So she's maybe never even had to reach down and think about the switch. The joy of parenting young adults. Absolutely. And keeping them alive. On the road, learning to drive. (laughs) That's our drama for today. Right. So, Sam, we are going to talk about perhaps the most asked question we are ever asked in the history of being asked questions relentlessly. Um, no, it's not about the Nephilim, though we do get asked. That's a fer- the, the second, the second <laughs> most asked question. Our people have asked it. It's about seeing in the spirit. Yeah. So let's just um, fire through some top tips again and sit in that and see if we can help open up the realms mm. biblically, legitimately, spirit-led, Jesus at the centre, yeah. to the realms, understanding that God creates the heavens and the earth, yeah. that the earth and the heavenly realms are as equally created. Yeah. Spirit beings are equally as created as flesh beings, so we don't give them wrong preeminence or dominance, Apart from Jesus, God, and the yeah. Holy Spirit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they are all created beings, uh, including dark powers and demons. So, let me ask you this, Sam, and then you can ask me the same thing. When you come to spend time with God, I mean, we're always spending time with God. We're continually with Him. He's continually with us. Yeah. We're continually living lives of prayer. When it's a very... Um, uh, protected time rather than the ebb and flow of praying in the car and in the shower and just as we go leaning into his presence his presence with us always and you are in that place of switching on spiritual eyes talk me through your personal processes because you're a bloke and I'm a girl and I think our, our, we are wired and made mm. differently we have different Thought processes, yeah. different logic, loves and yeah. and uh, organic logic, you know. So we have our own yeah. personality and temperament types, and uh, so and we learn from those differences. Yeah. So hit us with it, my friend. I think I could talk kind of practically as well as some yeah. kind of spiritual principles for myself that I've developed over time. Um, I am quite you know, impacted by my environment. I will say that, you know, messy spaces or depending on how a space is. So for me, it starts very intentionally. I have certain spaces, certain seats 
that I like to go to yeah. almost like it's almost like a ceremony it's not but it's just that I am choosing to position myself in a space that I have almost ordained to be my encounter zone the journey to enter yeah. in and and and, and I, it's not that God is bound to that but I do think he loves that you know there's the choice Sam is making I'm walking towards the sea yes. I have a particular space I like to sit um, in a particular zone where where there's that sense of the priority Authority of I'm undistracted I'm not bothered or removed and uh, you know obviously I travel around the world so it's not like I, I, I can't have encounters anywhere else yeah. but I'm talking very practically about the, the space you know my home and the choice to move into there and for me my biggest lesson because I am a thinker and I, I think and I process yeah. and I'm mulling always you know thoughts and whatever it may be, mm-hmm. um, is the learning first to quieten my mm-hmm. insides, not to empty, because yes. that's new age nonsense, but yeah. to quieten and fill my mind, fill my in- inner world with Jesus. And I mean, I, I've got quicker at it over time, but I remember for years, the prayer had to be, I choose connection with Jesus. I lean into connection with Jesus. I mm-hmm. walk to connect with yep. you, Jesus. And rather than waiting for Jesus to connect with me, because he already has and he already yep. is, the choice very much was for me to choose connection with Jesus. And in that space, if I can talk really simply, and um, particularly when I was learning to see in the spirit realm mm-hmm. because it was, it was quite a, a, a long difficult journey for me because I wasn't instinctively one who saw it would then be I mm. choose to see Jesus and yeah. I had to learn not to wait for it to happen to me but to step into spiritual sight and so it would have started like I choose to see colors I choose I want yeah. to see shapes okay. I want to see outlines now now talking about encounter today it is very much I'm there because it's such a mm. habit of um of of just a lifestyle of every day. What are you doing, Jesus? Where are you doing? But my time is very much centered around um when I'm having, I guess, I'm not hearing God for a nation, I'm just having intimate time with the yeah. Lord. It's very much around Jesus and the choice to be with Jesus okay. and the choice to connect. Um, and the journey that that took, can I say, I really struggled to see in the spirit realm for years. I think that's helpful for people to see that it's not just this, oh my goodness, here's a special anointing, click yeah. your fingers, it happens. It's a journey. Yeah, I would say it's probably only in the last three years that I've become really proficient in it, where I think in my encounter and in mm-hmm. hearing, I see more than I hear words. Only in the last little while has that mm. overtaken. But certainly a decade of the practice of spiritual wow. sight and of quieting my thoughts. Sorry, filling. did you say a decade? Yeah, probably it took. Very for, helpful. For, I, I, yeah. And just, you know, I think I probably got really frustrated with it. But enjoy the journey, I think, of learning to see and of mm. learning to encounter. Um, and much of it was just my learning in my, my mind is always racing a million miles mm-hmm. an hour. I'm always thinking about a million different things, spinning a million yeah. plates, and that was my biggest challenge. So I don't know if it was so much that I didn't see. My spirit, you know, our spirits yes. see, but it was the ability to submit my mind, my emotions to my spirit man that it would start to that my mind would start to see what my spirit was seeing. My yeah. emotions would start to feel what my spirit was sensing. I do agree totally with the sense of the curated space and I too have a a, a favoured space and we've lived in a number of houses and I will always ask God, even in the hotels, because I spend a lot of nights in hotels in a year, you know, where Where? in this room and it's the sense of, I think, not just the curated space and the journey towards... um, uh, it's the curation of expectation yeah. that I expect to meet God mm. and I move the cushions around. Yeah. It, There's so a bit it, of excitement around there it. Is, yeah. But it's the journey to w- awaken desire. Yeah, that's good. And to awaken the expectation of meeting and yeah. being met. And I think that is very different from even how I was raised 
in a very traditional scripture loving how we're always scripture loving yeah. people and we still are scripture loving uh, word based people but we've learned how to be uh, spirit and truth people and I think there was a sense of obedient duty. I will read my Bible. I will start the prayers with. And I think for years, under that Protestant work ethic banner, the start of my prayers were always, I am sorry. Mm. That I was trained that to approach the throne wow. of grace yeah. always needed to start with, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, the tragedy, I think, of that start point is that your eyes are on you. And we are actually told in Scripture to enter his gates with thanksgiving, yeah. not to enter his courts yeah. with repentance. And what I find is that mm. when I sit now, my start point is I am thankful for thank you, Jesus. And I would say the most common prayer I now pray is thank you, Jesus. Wow. And that is in that special space, but it's multiple times a day, a continual sense of thank you, Jesus. And um, that w from driving the car to waking up to yeah, thank, you, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, because I know it's the biblical yeah. prayer of entering of in. Yeah. And I know that what that does is it keeps me from anything where I'm too fixated with my own stuff, my own yeah. unworthiness, that anything I have, anything I hold, any authority is because he has mm. given it, because he alone is yeah. worthy. So when we start with thank you, Jesus, I think we open a different door of yeah. connection. So the expectation is there as I enter into that place, but the thank you, Jesus, is very well established. Yeah. And... Um, I then sit, the word of God is, and notebooks and pens are always within Reach, an arm's yeah. length. But the start point is we're here because, we're here together as in Jesus and God and the Spirit tonight. We're here together because we love each other. And we're here together because of the beauty of our connection and relationship. So I'm going to sit in that first yeah before I'm being trained by the word, yeah. which has its it, it, it has its place and it is a step in the process. But I'm going to sit and I'm going to enjoy the fact that um, I'm grateful and I'm going to enjoy the fact that I'm loved yep. and I'm not going to do the panic stuff about what I did or didn't do or who I am and I am, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to sit in a sense of a greater security and in that there is, I find a greater ease of connection and a greater immediacy of sight because it's not this force sense and I'm not battling a load of other issues. Yeah. It's, I suppose, the journey that is secure in the relationship, which I do think is a precursor to sight. Yes, I, I would agree. And the trustworthiness. And I think what you're saying there about the I am sorry, there's a sense of when you start in that place there's almost a lot of distance yes. between you and between Christ and space. But the thankfulness and the thank you, Jesus, is very intimate and near. And then the the, the moving into dwelling. And if, I mean, I'm being very honest just with my own journey. Yeah. But just by, I think, because of how my parents are, because of yeah. how I'm hardwired, I like efficiency. I like yes. fast decisions. I'm like, mm -hmm. let's not waste time. Yeah. And my biggest stumbling block when I started to see in the spirit, especially with the driving force of the prophet who's always looking for fresh revelation, yes. was missing the lingering and the enjoyment of being with the Trinity and of seeing them and of being washed by who they are and of being in the presence because I wanted to efficiently get through what needed to be done. I wanted to make decisions. It's highly, I wanted to highly hear transactional, and it yeah. became, you know, it could become transactional. Mm. And you know, I need to say things out loud. My, um, I mean, my times with the Lord are very much. I'm speaking, you know, vocally. I'm not just yeah. internal while I'm there. Is that I, I, I will stay here. I will stay here. And the training of myself that I had to do over time to, I choose to stay here to not try and rush ahead, or 
come in then with a list or yeah. with or let me find new revelation interesting uh, and and i mean it's got so much easier mm. over time where sometimes god's like right come on let's go let's yeah. make a decision now let's let's speak some things because i so had to train myself out of as you say that mm. transactional place mm. of intimacy which yeah. really isn't intimacy um into the dwelling the waiting the lingering the mm -hmm. tarrying whatever um word you might like to use yeah. but that i will stay here and that is enough and and almost the more you stay the more full it gets the experience that uh, and you and, and and the dynamic you're really talking i suppose there about a battle that i think we have with modernity totally and m the sense of modern man is a highly transactional being. What mm -hmm. do I get? What do I give? What do I get? Yep. E even in our tithes and offerings, we think totally. very transactionally. transactionally. But what you're talking about there is the journey out of modernity and into a love of intimacy. Yeah. And modern man is not a great lover of intimacy. So true. It, it, and the sense of even in physical intimacy between a man and a woman, it's how do you make Often me feel? What do I get? Yeah. It is very transactional. And the sense, uh, my body, my way, yeah. that kind of stuff. And um, now I think the sense of saying and having to say out loud if you struggle with it, I love intimacy. Yeah. I'm made for intimacy. Yeah, I'm it. wired for intimacy. I choose intimacy. And having that along with the thank you, Jesus, yeah. to reset how we connect. And I think the more you do that with Jesus, the more straightforward and easy you actually uh, find uh, relationships. Uh, yeah, it, it yeah. has a cascading effect on yeah. all relationships and on proximity and the, the, the vulnerability it requires. I actually think the more you are relational with Jesus, the more you are intimate with him, the more you grow in being instinctively relational with others. Yes. And so it cascades into all of life. And so I think choice is a massive part of yes. sight in the spirit. We wait for it to happen to us, but there's a choice. Even I, the the, I would the, agree. the things of the curated space physically, that's a choice. I will make this space in a way where I can sit or stand or yeah. lie down. You know, I had a friend whose curated space was because they had a lot of young children, and he would go to his attic and would had a big, massive, thick throw, and he would just yeah. throw it over his head and sit under it for a couple of hours. Yeah. Yes. And the sense of it's fairly extreme. You know, it's yes. fairly extreme. But <laughs> yes. that was his, you know, because he wanted to be undistracted um, in a distracted house. But I, I, you may find that you are wired that way. You may find that you're not. But the choice to say, I will curate a space and then I will enter in. I will pursue Jesus, thankfulness being there. Yeah. And then that I will stay. I won't be transactional. I choose intimacy yeah. is massive. Very much the obedience to the scripture, which we will have talked about ad nauseum, fix your, your eyes, eyes, the choice on the unseen realm. Yeah. I think the next stages are, I do find that as um, the intimacy and the thankfulness and the gratitude journeys you emotionally and spiritually into an awareness of proximity. It's not that there's not proximity because he's Emmanuel, but you come into an awareness of proximity and an awareness of the presence because I think there's a skill to host the presence of God by awareness of it. Then I do think you, I find myself in repentance because he's close and I'm aware of his cause. I'm aware of his fire and his purity and his holiness and who he is um, as God, the magisterial king or the sacrifice of Christ or the purpose of the indwelling of the spirit who leads you. And I do think you get a different sort then of wailing, mm. of desire to be holy. And you find an emotional response later on in the journey of connectedness because you realize that he's pure and you're not. But I think we've done repentance as transactional yeah. rather than repentance as a sense of I feel the burden of my sin yeah. righteously because I yeah. had proximity to your holiness. Yeah. And that's a very different form very different of uh, sorry. Yeah. And I need your grace again. And I need 
your cleansing again. And that forms part of that that journey mm. um, of uh, firstly awareness of him. Yeah. So when you come in by, I thank you, Jesus, and then you come into an awareness of him and his holiness, then there's an there's a more instinctive cleanup that you do. Absolutely. Um I think when it comes to, to seeing in the spirit, um I'm always one who prefers if that that it to be biblically led in terms of I'm reading scripture. What do I see from this? What do I know from this? How do I encounter you from, from written and established truth and the, the the word of God, the authority and the foundation of the word of God. And it amazes me how easy it is to, you know, we use some fairly standard ones, you know, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved that verse. Can I see your name? Can I see what it is to be inside of your name? But, to be fair, you can do that with um, almost any scripture, uh, and what ones you know, mm. like we in our last podcast, or we were talking about the measuring of Revelation eleven. God, measure me. Can I see that? Let can me see oh, see, yeah. let me see? Let me encounter what it is to sit in that scripture to be measured, and God's sitting there with with measuring tapes or eyes of fire that are measuring, looking into the heart. What are you seeing in my heart? And I'm watching him watching. And that, that sense of um, the, the, the predisposition to use scripture as an anchor, but to use scripture not just as an anchor for my learnedness or my logic, but to use the scripture as a, can I see this? Can I feel this? What, what, yeah. Yeah, what are you doing with this scripture in my life? Yeah. And a different sort of questions that leads into a sense of sight. So that sight is not something I do to observe, but sight in the spirit is something I do to participate Absolutely. in relationship. Yeah. So therefore... Actually, for me, it's much less about I need to go to third heaven, whatever that no. means, or I need to be caught up like Ezekiel yeah. um, and, and pull their arm moments out so that God does arrest yeah. your attention. But it's much more about um, what is going ar- on around me in the spirit yeah. as as the heavenly and the spiritual realm of, and the physical realms are layered round about me. So I am sitting, you know, you can do it right here that I'm sitting clearly opposite you at this table, you know, tapping mm. my fingers on it. But at the same time, you know, you can you can immediately be through those doors of gratitude yeah. and, 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 and just habit, 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 habit. You're suddenly aware of the actual being yeah, with yeah. God where he is, uh, uh, you know, mm in real life time without needing to be projected somewhere or gnostically led or caught up that actually it's a much more daily normalcy to his he's right here with me and so i am able to chin into that because i'm celebrating intimacy encounter that the word of god opens a door that yeah. i'm grateful and all of these things that set the framework for yeah. actually just quite honestly some healthy relationship totally and you never graduate out of that no where is jesus what is jesus yes. doing you know what's around me you never graduate out of that into the spectacular spiritual sight this is training for just daily life yes. and the where is jesus i mean we, you've taught us to do that for years emma yes. and the where's jesus in the room the where yeah. jesus in the room that's not a junior activation no that is a fundamental lifestyle of yeah. intimacy with jesus of where are yeah. you and, and and how can i just be with you and how can i be aware of you and how you know just let me sit with you for a while jesus and if he's far away you know there's maybe a little bit of a lack of intimacy so jesus yeah. can i come up close i choose intimacy there and i do think mm-hmm. we often run for the spectacular yes thinking that 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 that, that basic you know of seeing jesus is almost too junior yes. for 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 where we are but that is the beginning and the end the starting point and the the center of all things is is intimacy intimacy with seeing jesus and being with jesus and then in that place as you're trusted in yeah. intimacy jesus goes let me show you let me show you here. Let me reveal some more things to you as that marks your life. Yes, and I think for me in the early years of all of this, 
there was a sense of I'm going to journey and it was a very repetitive place, almost like God was static. Yeah. Um, like the fear of losing that. Oh, 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 I'm going to go to, and, and we're going to meet in the same place. And now it's rare to be in the same place because here's God who's created the heavenly realms. And so, like, I can sit. What are you doing, God, right now? Yeah. And she said, well, what are you doing yeah. today? What are you doing? In the way that I yeah. sit with my children. What, yeah, are you yeah. what are you doing? What you know, what's your heart about this? What you're feeling? And so we're not really we're not really in the traditional concept of prayer in the sense of I'm going to ask you for things and yeah. I've got a list. But we're in a more relational sense of communication of prayer. Well, what are you up to, God? And Oh, and then when I close my eyes, well, he's gardening. He's with his horses. He's sitting by a a fire. He's walking. He's flying. He's, and and then you are very legitimately with him where he is, Mm. rather than getting very peculiarly prescribed about I must go to this place where I've met him before, and I'm this is the only you know it's a it's a lot more well. You know, well, because he's the God of movement and the God of creation, yeah. the God of the realms. Well, what are you up to? And yeah. that is a fascinating thing. Yeah, and and how much he in, is instinctively a permission giving and a welcoming God to invite you to, to be part of yeah. what he's doing, which yeah. is very different from you saying to him, come God, and, yeah. come and bless what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, you're doing this. Yeah. Oh, you're How can on I be that. A part? Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're you're yeah. you know flying, gardening, walking. You're 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 in? sitting. Okay. How do I join you with yeah. what you're doing? And then we'll talk about stuff. And actually, things like give us this day our daily bread, which we are taught to pray by Christ. They form part of that, but they are more conversational because we're, you know. God, you know, while yeah. we're doing this and while I'm sitting with you by your fire and, you know, we're just at the end of the day chewing the fat. Um, I really am concerned about my children's exams yeah, or, yeah. Uh, you, you know, what what do this you think about on. this? What would you like me to pray about this? And and how, it, it's a much, yeah. it's the journey to learn that sort of connection mm. that's um, easier than I think anything we've ever said. It and really I think you almost don't realize that you're seeing then. You don't. It, you're. It's just happening. Yes. It's just happening. For me as well, a lot of those times, it's as much about... I, I, spiritual sight is so important. I, it's so important. But it's as much about what I'm feeling yes. as well and how my emotions yes. are being marked by the encounter yes. and how my mind is being washed just yeah. by time spent with Jesus. And I do think sometimes you can get so fixated on the sight. And whilst we want hunger for sight, because it's a biblical principle, I do think as well, become aware of your emotions and how they're being washed. Become aware of your thoughts and how they are being you know, marked just yes. by being with Jesus. I, I would say in that place, there is a love of fasting. Yeah. And... I think we come to fasting in a very odd way. I will fast because it's religious religious discipline. Night yeah. is, and there, there there is merit in just invoking self discipline and the and the fruit of the spirit, which is self control. I think there is a sense that I need to. I've been with you, and you're pure, so I I want to the the urgency yeah. to purify to be pure, yeah. And to then not have, um, to go through some of those things like, I'm going to fast because I don't want um, my body always to be dependent on the world. You know, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So we're in that scripture. Uh And you you go there and actually fasting is is more straightforward. It's not such a wrestle because I want to be dependent on your word above everything. So the sense of, a fasted lifestyle suddenly becomes a bit more of a straightforward thing. And then I think you are looking at finances. Well, I'm I'm sitting in this place of encounter and I'm seeing and we're chatting and your values are pervading me by connection. 
so it's less by rote, I, I read your word and I obey. Yes, we do. But I am finding the obedience to give, uh, to not let money own me, to give away everything uh, in repetitive cycles, to empty everything that we have built up and accrued in our in our bank accounts. Uh, an easier thing because you always provide and yeah. I need to make sure that those things don't hold me yeah. and I need to show that they don't hold yeah. me and I need somehow to make a physical response to that place of encounter. Mm. And I think you watch the validity of the encounter by your eating, yes, by right, yeah. your giving, by your tongue. Um, totally. Uh, you you measure you the measure, you yeah. measure it in those practical ways. Yeah. And that's a very, very different sort of lifestyle than the rigors of Protestant discipline and ethic, which I think was all we had before we understood that this is yeah. a certain sort of relationship yeah. that I'm supposed to embark yeah. in. And so you know what you're saying there is that things like fasting or giving then Yes, there is a duty and there is a discipline of it. But when there is proximity to Jesus and intimacy with, with Jesus uh, and intimacy with the Trinity, it's like an impulsive overflow because yes. I've seen him in his holiness, because I've seen God in his abundance and his splendor and his majesty. Yeah. I can't help but choose a fasted life or choose to be lavish and generous uh, with yes. what I have, with my resources, with my time. I can't help but choose to pour my life out with a servant heartedness and with a desire to love others because yes. you've seen Jesus and you've been with him and his holiness has so branded and marked you. I think you, I measure that as well by faith levels and authority yeah. levels very much. Yeah. You can tell. It doesn't. You, can't you, tell. you can tell. It doesn't take much to be with somebody and to hear them pray, to to understand their faith and authority. Totally. And and the faith and authority that can only come from one place. Absolutely. That is that sense of I have been shadowed or have imbibed by the the place of being with him the facets of who he is. Mm -hmm. So I believe at the level of God believes. Yeah, absolutely. Or I, or I have the authority of yeah. God. And um, it's interesting, David and I were talking late last night um, about Jacob who wrestled. Yeah. And I think there are ways that you do that, that you can wrestle in petulance and yeah. childish yeah. ugliness. Um, in the same way you can pray like Moses did, show me your glory, with a kind of demand. Show me your glory. Um, it's got an, an unfortunate undertone. It's why I'm very cautious of singing that song. Yeah. Or you can wrestle with God in a... But I think there is a wrestling that I find that you can do in the... I know you yeah. and you know me. Yeah. And I'm certain about what you've said. Yeah. And I know that I'm not going to let you go here mm. until I see this Come manifest. On. Yeah. And there's a very different, now, mm. it's a wrestle. And I find uh, at the moment, you know, David and I are, um, uh, if I talk personally about our own journey, you know, the journey of, um, Per, uh, over many years, yeah. personal poverty. Right, okay, we're going to break that. We're going to do due diligence. We're going to give. We're going to... All the things that break poverty demons. Um, uh, we're going to um, fight that in the spirit. We're not going to be uh, uh, under that. We're going to be extreme, extremely generous. We're going to have that as a value. All that stuff. And then moving into the sense of... Because this is very much where we are now. Uh, well, we now want to be not just those who personally have broken that, but now we need to be those who territorially break yeah. that. So we're, that means I'm looking to be a resource center. Mm -hmm. So I'm wrestling with God, but there it's not brutal. No, It's a sense of, God, y you said this, 
And this is the enemy of our future to not be a resource center in Scotland for the nations. So I'm going to hold you mm. to this because we're friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. going to wrestle back and forth. God, I'm not, I will not, I will not let you let go. You go. And yeah. I will not settle for anything. I will not settle for anything less. Not because I feel demanding, but because I know that we're secure enough in, in our journey of relationship together that then in that place, there is a legitimacy of wrestle within the relationship for the greater and the higher things that can only come from God. Mm. God, only you can establish resource centers in Scotland. God, only you can make Glasgow a spiritual destination. Mm. God, only you can open the doors so that there is, you know, the communication studios, you know. So I, uh, only your favor does that. So now I can hold you like Jacob held you, and I can wrestle you through the night. Yeah. Um, n- not in arrogance, but in certainty that this can only come yeah. from you and you alone. Because I've, I'm in a lifestyle of, thank yeah. you, Jesus. Of intimacy, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the sense then of, um, let's talk about marriage. You know, I... Y- you and I have heard people say some awful things about marriage on yeah. platforms. This expectation that it's hard or it's difficult, or it's, uh, and so therefore it is. And every Christian man and woman seems to think that marriage is hard and difficult. And I just want to scream, "What utter nonsense!" Yeah, it's glory to glory. It's glory to glory. What other? Or, or, now, you know, and actually, can I honestly? And you're about to get married. Take this as marriage training live in the public space. <laughs> Here he's getting his pen out to write. I think there are marriages that. Uh, there's wrestling with each other in the early years. Oh, how do you behave? How do yeah. I behave? How do of we learning? How, how do we learn yeah. how to fix conflict? Yeah. And then you grow up and you grow out of it yeah. because you have understood how the other person works and you have understood how to navigate each other's strengths and weaknesses. And you don't need to go back to the early days conflict of figuring it out. And and the sense of perpetual arguments are a sign of perpetual immaturity in intimacy. Absolutely. And that actually, sorry, now I've got to be in my bonnet. But <laughs> go there, for it. Go for it. But there is a sense that I should be able to sit with God and say, this marriage goes from glory to Absolutely. glory. Come I on. will not let anything else happen. Come on. And I know you well enough, God, to know what you think about covenant. Yeah. So my time with the Lord is a re- is a wrestling space where I'm saying, I know you bless mm. covenant. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know you love yeah, covenant. Yeah. And then we apply our collective intimacy with God as a husband and wife team into a collective expression of the goodness of God in marriage and the glory to glory. And so the stature of the marriage, I think, sometimes is a direct correlation to the stature of your intimacy with God. Totally. That I am so reflective and hidden with him, reflecting of who he is and, and, and a mirror image of who he is, that that is mirrored in my covenant on the earth and the quality of my relationships on the Mm -hmm. earth and the sense that I can have a good marriage apart from or outside of an intimacy with God is foolish Absolutely, because he's the covenant maker. He's the one who instituted marriage. So this sense of marriage is hard, marriage is hard, marriage is hard, marriage is hard, marriage is hard. Oh, you know, we went through this difficult and I have... It's not that I have less respect for you, but I sort of kind of maybe do (laughs) because I think you're exposing the fact that you've not wrestled with God and understood intimacy. Come on. Desperately exposing. It really is. It is. And yeah, the marriage is a reflection on the intimacy that you have with God. And so the sense that, did David and I argue? Yes, of course we did. Did we fall out about some things? Yes, of course we did. Do we do that now? No. no. Have we done that for years? No. <laughs> totally. There's no need to. No. Because, now, um, am I grumpy when I'm stressed? Yes. Does he have to deal with that? Yes. You know, so are we... Perf- As our moments. <laughs> are, there, are we perfected? No, we're not perfected. 
but we are living out this sense of glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. And I will not have it any other way. And I will not let one person say in my hearing, marriage is hard. Nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marriage is hard when you speak that curse over it. Absolutely, it's a curse. And when the foundational years, and there are foundational years, there are absolutely foundational years where you're learning each other's styles and you're learning each other's stress responses and you are sitting in conversations of why do you do that? And And most of that is about healing and most of that is about healing traumas of early years and healing trauma responses and the sense that um, where does intimacy come from? From the throne room of God. Where does covenant come from? The throne room of God. Where does spiritual sight come from? By my intimacy with him and my encounter with him where he trusts me to see into his realms. You know, the, the, this, these are not complicated thoughts, but we seem, I don't know, we want, to, we want quick fixes or here is, I suppose, the foundational stone that's cracked or missing we are no good at intimacy. Wow. And we are no good at intimacy yeah. with God. So how could you hope Hold to be to good be, at yeah. intimacy anywhere else? Absolutely. Seriously. Does that, sorry, that, <laughs> <laughs> that took a bit of a turn, didn't no, it? No, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Now we're, now we're, when I were in that. Now, now do I have yeah. compassion? And do we spend a lot of time in marriage counseling? Yes, yeah, totally, 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 totally. And is there judgment? No, there's not judgment. But I do know what your root is. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You know, because in the intimacy with Jesus, you heal. Mm. You can go to counseling all day, every day. There's a place for it. There's a merit for it. I've trained as a counselor. You can go to talking therapy. You can have CB, whatever it is, T. (laughs) <laughs> not the yeah. oil the counseling therapy <laughs> yes yeah. you can for that there's a merit 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 yeah, merit yeah. merit 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 we we there are those there's uh, a space for it there's absolutely a space for it um but actually it is only in christ right, that there is healing yeah. power yeah, yeah, yeah. so if that journey doesn't put you into relationship with jesus deeper that is not, now you can be taught uh, uh, you know tips and tricks and techniques it's absolutely important that um you know, behaviors yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you learn those frameworks but if i don't learn intimacy with jesus I, hopeless, I, yeah. he's the source yeah, he's, he's the, the foundation source. he's the find yeah. he's the beginning and the end he's the alpha and omega he's the one who births all these things so outside of him what on earth do i think i'm going to get do you want to ask me questions on that now that I'm on a, a, a on a roll? No, I think it's really good, and I am, you know, I'm learning here, obviously, like live marriage prep, um, you know, for Bella and I to discuss as we come towards yeah. marriage. Um, I do think, you know, that the there's a choice. I mean, what I, what I am not married yet, um, but we're we're engaged. We're constantly moving towards one another certainly what we have decided is when we have those biting moments where we clash or there's a there's there's a um you know whatever that is a learn we're learning about each other yes. and learning about our differences the choice always has to be to move towards and not away from but that only ever comes from as you said a healed place in Christ Jesus and I do think you know when you are moving towards marriage and you are in that engaged place and there's pre-marriage counseling and all of that it is a very exposing journey and you do go my goodness maybe i'm not as healed in that area as i thought i was or i didn't realize that was there but the choice always has to be healing first in jesus that the overflow in my marriage can only ever be something good and positive and of a depth of relationship that comes from it and so my question would be around those early years of marriage where the foundations are being laid and the the you have those exposing moments where um you know you're not seen in the best light or you learn something about one another which can you can make a good journey what are your top tips particularly for couples who are in that space just because I want to learn as well. In those, uh, in those early in years those where, early you're, figuring years where out. you're figuring out. And there's not, you know, 
the, there's the clashes or there's the yes. learning moments of we do things differently let's talk it oh, out yeah, how, we make, how we come to decision making in different ways yeah. and all of that um it, it, yeah that's a good question and we're trying we're trying to tie this into, to, to, to seeing in the spirit yes in the journey of that i think that um there are these interesting thoughts that um that i think are nonsense you complete me mm. mm -hmm. uh oh, oh can we burn that in the yeah, fire of, of idiot idiocy and um no, Jesus makes me whole. Yeah. I'm completed by, I, I'm hidden in Christ. I yeah. put on Christ, you know. And um, so the sense that I think we are often looking for the other person to make us right yeah. or to make us better. And uh, you didn't fix me. You didn't make alliances uh, f for me to be badly behaved. And you're annoyed with my behavior. All of those kind of conversations. I think because most of what I deal with, um, and I think it's just endemic in the culture, is there's some sort of abuse in in the majority of people's lives. It's very, very rare for me to deal um, with people who have not been through some kind of a, abuse type situation. Um, maybe those who aren't abused don't come and see me, but um, it's very rare for there not to be some kind of very significant trauma or abuse, not always sexual, but something very, because society is cruel and yeah. evil, you know? And the sense that you come to marriage, most of us, with uh, a very deep wound and a deep trauma, most of us, a deep shame, a skeleton in the closet, however you want to express it. And the sense is that I will come to this person and they will make me right and it will suddenly be okay. And then people realize over time that is not happening. Mm -hmm. And then they fight and then they go separate ways and they can't maintain the covenant. And the sense is you weren't what I needed. You weren't what I expected. You let me down. You didn't say the things I needed to hear. And um, actually, I would take that and say, no, 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 no. If you want to hear that you're beautiful and you want to hear that you're valued and you want to hear that you're loved, you must hear that from God first. You must know that from yeah. that place. And then your partner is an add-on yeah. to an already secure foundation. But if you are expecting your partner to say, you look lovely today and I love the outfit that you wore and no, your bum does not look big in that. And, you know, and to pander to your brokenness. Yeah. Now, there is a place where... Uh, we do need verbal affirmation. That's mm -hmm. very important in marriage. It's just not the starting but point. But it's yeah. not the starting point. It must sit. And you cannot fix your partner, no matter what somersaults you turn, if that is not found first in the security of intimacy with Jesus Christ. Yeah. So you can then slander each other and say, you're not what I need. You're not saying the things I need. You can even say, oh, that's abusive conversation, you know, because you didn't give me what I needed. Well, I would want to say, you didn't find that in Christ Absolutely. first. I know there's no foundation for it to land on. Totally. So um, that, so we it's a constant push it out it sounds very deeply spiritual but in in that there is the sense that um i say in marriage in marriage prep you see you can then use seeing in the spirit yeah. as an escapism and oh, my yeah. concern for seeing in the spirit is it's a desire to escape yeah. the flesh yeah, yeah, yeah it's a desire to escape the traumas and the woundings of life yeah. it's a desire to seem uh, super spiritual it's the desire to seem more elevated than you are in this spirit I can see in this spirit because I cannot deal with the earth and that's Gnosticism where I am creating a spiritual dynamic because I can't deal with life here missing out the fact that I am bilocated in the natural and in the spirit and I'm fearfully and wonderfully made so I, I'm concerned about those who want to see in the spirit who have not anchored yeah earthly relationships yeah. because you will use it to pander and medicate your uh, your your need for escapism because you don't know how to fix the natural so what i tend to ask is um tell me all the traumas 
and let your spouse hear all the traumas. Mm-hmm. Express to your spouse pre-marriage, usually pre-marriage, and if you've not had the chance to do it, nothing hidden, nothing hidden. You know, when were you abused or were you an abuser? When, what's your porn usage like? What's your money usage like? What's your, rel- everything. Get all of your idiosyncrasies and your traumas out in front of each other. And usually with somebody coaching you because <laughs> that's a lot to do. And not all at once because that's overwhelming. But tell the truth about the state of your heart and your experiences and your shames and your guilts. And, oh, my goodness, I had an awful father. Or, oh, my goodness, I was really badly bullied at school. And even though you think you might have dealt with that, or I'm really dreadful at money management. or I, And it's this honest place of, um, here's my brokenness. Partly so there's no surprises. But then there is the conversation of not do not do I accept you in that, because that's given if you're engaged, but what do we collectively think God says about that? Yeah, that's really what good. does God say about your pornius? What does God say in that place about your so we find our security in that place of conversation and identity with Christ first. What does God say about the fact that you didn't manage your money very well? Now, you will always find in the person of Christ grace. Yeah. Always find a solution healing. And I think when you have taken your trauma history, and, and, if, you, and if you're not, and you're already well down the line, you're 20 years married and you're still, not, start now. I mean, my friends, start now. Start now. Start now, start now. It doesn't really matter how many years. It's not the point. And we, we go and we say, well, what does God say about the fact that, let's take bullying because it's an easy one, or m- mismanagement of finances. What does God say about that? Who does he say you are? Rather than, And then I will echo what Christ says, and your security will come predominantly from the person of Christ. You're healed yeah. in that first. And then I will not, I don't look to, to David to do what Jesus should do for come me. Come on, yeah. That's really good. So when David comes to me and says, you look beautiful, or um, uh, or he rolls his eyes, and he's like, what are you wearing? Let's take the two extremes yeah. that my husband can bring me, that he can bring me, that really suits you, I love that outfit, or what the heck is that? Now, he's never that rude, because no. he's a much more mild-mannered human being than that. But I know enough to know that the... Really? Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. Yeah, and it's a look or it's a body language or it's a thing. And I'll just giggle because my security is not on whether he likes my outfit. No. And uh, and I know that, that, you know, other days he thinks I'm beautiful, but I'm more anchored in my intimacy with Christ who yeah. says, whose report I believe. Come on. So that actually we giggle about whether he likes yeah, it or yeah, doesn't yeah. like it rather than it being the thing I live or die by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the thing that destroys you. Yes. Yeah. And and that does destroy marriages. It does. I don't People like what you wear. Yeah. I mean, it really does. Spiral. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the more serious things. Yeah. So, and in all of that, the expectation is that I'm so yearning for intimacy with Christ, and that um, uh, predetermines that I will see in the Spirit that I'm sitting with Him. That actually, I'm so secure in that. He's washing me. I'm aware of his proximity. All of the things we talked about at the beginning of this. So therefore, when I turn to any other friendship or marriage, I don't have a wrong expectation of who you are or what you can perform in my life. So therefore, when there is criticism, I'm not going to die by it because it's... That's not not from heaven. So what does it matter? (laughs) Wow. What does it matter? Yeah. You know, so last night on social media, I'm on my, I'm on my um, Insta. Standard comment. This is my standard comment. Permit not a woman to preach. Oh, oh my days! We're going to have to. I'm going to have to do a good. I'm working on a on some broadcasting that's particularly to do with the patriarchy and a really healthy look at those scriptures. So once again, I'm on, and um, once again, it's the standard critique. It's not even criticism. It's critique. It's 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 a misunderstanding of scripture. Whether willful or not, it's a misunderstanding of scripture. And I do have compassion for accidental misunderstandings of scripture. But my heart goes, oh, here we go again. And David's like, 
do you want me to deal with it? What's the point? I'm just going to block them. Mm -hmm. As soon as you post that on my page, you're blocked. And it just doesn't help. It just doesn't help anybody. You you certainly watch, but you're blocked from commenting. You know, you can stay connected, but I'm not going to give you permission just to be rude. So, or to bring misunderstandings that you've not thought through biblically. So we're sitting last night and uh, um, in the dark. I don't know why we're sitting in the dark. We're sitting in the dark in the kitchen. And, uh, uh, and he'd been out strimming the garden and I'd been out with my fire hose, torch thing, burning weeds. And um, I'm like, oh, flip, there's another one. Um, and I do think there's a difference in how I deal with that now and how he deals with it now in that it's immediately the delete block button. And it's immediately the sense, he says, how do you feel? And I, I actually am like, I don't, not yeah. I don't feel. Uh, it's it's a non it's a non-event. Yeah. yeah, it's a non-event. But it didn't always. No, it no, wasn't no. always. Why? It's a non-event because we have learned how to push in together to what the Lord says, mm. so we don't live and die by any other yeah. word. Yeah, 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 totally. And so you're not shaken. Yeah. And you don't spin out. And so if David has a grumpy day or I have a grumpy day, and it happens, and you get out on the wrong side of yeah. bed. It's yeah. not where either of our identities no. perpetually and lie. It's not destructive. It's not destructive. It's not destructive. Yep. Wow. Oh, wow, we're learning. We're <laughs> seeing in the spirit. <laughs> seeing in the spirit. Intimacy. And healing relationships. Healing marriages. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 this lifestyle of exposure before God that then cascades across mm. everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think what it means is I don't need to score points to win yeah. anything. Yeah. And I think that's where marriages fall apart. Yeah. Scoring points. Yeah, no, that's really good. Now, do David and I sit and pray together all day, every day, all of the time? No. <laughs> you know, let's get realistic about yeah. this stuff. Absolutely. Um... But I think part of my determination is that I will not let my marriage come under a curse mm. by the history of other people's come relationships. On. Yeah. No, that's really good. I just won't. Yeah. Don't you tell me it's hard. Don't you dare say marriage is hard. Yeah. I don't think it is. Yeah. Amen. I don't think it is. Yeah. And I think if your marriage is hard... <laughs> then you have to start to say something different over it. Yeah, you do. And start to ask better questions. Yes. And if you've got yourself into a broken mess, because some people do, and that we acknowledge that, if you have got yourself there over time, and you may well have got yourself into a difficult place over time, a negotiator might help, a mediator might help, a counsellor might help. Yes, 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 yes. But unless Jesus. you fix yourself in Christ, mm. you have no ability to mirror the covenant that only he gives. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to wrap this up? Wrap this up? <laughs> oh, how, how do you wrap this up? But I, ble- I bless you into intimacy with mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I bless you into the joy and the adventure of intimacy with yeah. Jesus truly the only place where you can get well and be healed that it might cascade into all relationships and we do speak a better word over marriages and some people were probably quite emotional listening to this episode as they've realized they've been in marriages where they have they've spoken a curse over it there is grace there is forgiveness we lift that off in jesus name and we speak that in the kingdom of god marriage can be the best thing ever and will be and it will go from glory to glory yes in jesus name i do think sam this is why the bible says do not be unequally yoked Yoked. together it's really challenging uh, you know, if that, that's sin, that yeah. is sin right there. If you begin a marriage unevenly yeah. yoked, you're gonna have to repent for that. I think also this is a challenging dynamic whenever one person gets saved and the other yeah. is not, yeah. or there's a loss of faith yeah. in one party along the way. So there's a loss of the connection to the God who yeah. gives covenant. So but there, there is grace for that. But I do think you need to then pray, turn around. Yeah. Don't inadvertently curse it. 
if it's unequally yoked, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, You then have to come into a place of saying, I believe in the God of the turnaround. I believe in the God of the covenant. I believe in the God who makes all things new. I believe in your power. I believe I can have share your level of faith, God, about this marriage. I believe I can uh, lean into what your decree will be over this. Come on. Amen. Amen. So well, good. thank you yeah. for joining. We actually that said, let's just, we actually just said, should we just f- film a wee short one about seeing in the spirit? It's our longest one it's yet. It's our longest it's one our yet. It's our longest ever episode. <laughs> 60 minutes. You got me on a roll. We did. Okay. It was good. Well, I hope this blesses you. We release strength to you to speak better, mm-hmm. to encounter different, yeah. and that actually in the processes of this, the spirit realm opens up before you. Bless you. See you for another episode of What the Prophets Say. Thank you for listening to this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. If you would like to go deeper with us, you would be very welcome to join our network, the Global Prophetic Alliance. You can find that at propheticscots.com, where we have a comprehensive training program to lead you into deeper realms of the Spirit of God and encounter. If you feel a call and a pull to deliverance ministry, you can download my latest e-course, which is a comprehensive overview of getting people free from demonic oppression. You'll find that at demonbusting.com. Join us on these different platforms for more interaction with Emma Stark, Sam Robertson and the GPA team.